This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chris Baker's with the Action Network. He joins us now. And let's just look you know, big picture in the NBA right now before we start getting to even some of these games and things going on. Uh, we talked about this a little bit this week, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Teams that have maybe been a disappointment early this year, struggled a little bit. Where can we find some value in the futures market with a team that you could see making a run and just maybe putting things together and climbing the standings as the season goes on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a team like the Clippers to me is a great, great team. Um, they're 24th in adjusting that rating right now. Um, they, they played a fairly easy schedule, but they definitely haven't been healthy. You know, like Kawhi is just massive for them. Um, he's starting to get healthy. They're resting him every other game, but uh, he should be back tomorrow against the Wizards. But um, they're still there's not a ton of value in the futures market. I think there's still top six and odds to win the championship, but um, they're, they're a great team to look at in terms of a team that's just underperformed. And then another team I like as well is the Mavericks. Cause um, everyone's talking about the Mavericks kind of struggling, blowing it up. Um, Luca doesn't have any help. That's like the popular public narrative. But if you, if you really look at the types of shots they're getting, their shot profile is still terrific. They're still second in three point attempt rate. They're still, I think top 15 in rim rate. Um, it really just comes down to them. They're getting great looks. They're just not really making them. But uh, they're, I think they're probably north of plus 2,000 to win the championship right now. Um, so they're another team where I feel like you could take a contrarian angle on them um, and get some value because there's just so many people out here saying, you see it on Twitter all the time, Luca has no help. Please get Luca help. But I think that they still play great de- defense. They're still top 10 in preventing rim and three, uh, three-point attempt rate on defense. And then – they're still great, great looks. They're, to, they're still taking the second most threes on offense. So um, I think you, that's a great value bet in terms of Western Conference look um, that you can get value on. I think they're sitting right around 500 right now. So I think they're going to start turning around. They've won four of the last six, um, and they're, they're starting to get hit some of that positive three-point regression. So Mavericks are kind of my team I'm looking at in the West. Yeah, Chris, nice game tonight coming up against the Bucs. We're 18-6 and six right now. Everybody's yeah. talking about Boston, rightfully so. You know, they went to the finals last year, had a 2-1 lead against the Warriors. Do you think it's the Bucs? I mean, it's early on in the season. We're not even at the midway point or the all-star break. But do you think if, you know, you're picking the East right now, the Bucs probably give Boston the best shot, or is there another team you're looking at in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, the Bucs are definitely the second-best team, in my opinion. Um, I think the Cavs are legit. The Cavs are yeah. second in the Justin Net rating at Dunks and Threes right now. Um they, they have a great guard tandem, and I, mean, I don't know if you guys watched a Lakers game the other night, but Jared Allen has a case maybe top three center in the league, in my opinion. Um, that's how good he was. He went nine for nine in the first half. Um, he's altering shots to the rim. He's rebounding everything. Him alongside Mobley and is one of the best big tandems defensively in the league. Um, and then they have good veteran depth. They have Love off the bench. Um, they have Rubio, who hasn't even really played yet. I don't know if he'll end up getting minutes, but if you get you look at Mitchell, too, Mitchell's like top six and like uh, box score, uh, box plus minus right now. Um, I, I think they're a great team that people think, I don't know if people think it's a fluke, but I still kind of feel like they're not getting talked about enough. Uh, they're 16 to nine, second in net rating on the season. So I think it's them and the Bucks, And then obviously the Sixers haven't been healthy. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Sixers guy because I don't love the way Harden and Maxi play defense. But um, I think that they, they're obviously a team that has the talent to compete and they have the defensive bodies down low to like match up with the Bucks. 
match up with Cleveland um, and really give the Celtics some problems um, as well. But yeah, I think it's really the, the Cavs, uh, Sixers, and Bucks. Um, you know, yeah, no respect for the Celtics? Yeah. Oh, I asked him who gives no, them the best I, shot. Oh, how, who gives them the best oh, yeah. shot? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. respecting them. I was like, yeah. I was like Celtics. Celtics is a clear favorite for sure. But um, in terms of like challenging them, yeah. uh, definitely, in my opinion, Cavs and Bucks are probably my, my teams I'm looking at this year. Um, but yeah, Celtics are rightfully the favorites for sure. Yeah. They're shooting they're shooting the ball extremely well right now. Chris, what are your thoughts? They thought- haven't even had their that's a player. Sorry to cut you off. No worries. No worries. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts <laughs> on uh, the the Pelicans and what they have? I mean, you talk about matchups and, and really offensive yeah. and defensive versatility. There's a ton of depth and length on this team, a lot of athleticism. We haven't even seen really Dyson Daniels get going yet. He could be a, a key piece sort of as a rotation player in the playoffs. Like, How do you see them as a threat to the West and as a threat you know, to the East? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, is that they haven't really been healthy. Like Her- Herbert Jones and Brandon Ingram are both starters. They've been in and out of the lineup. Um, they obviously can match up with anyone. Like you look at Zion, Jonas, Herb Jones, all can guard multiple positions. Alvarado off the bench, he just put up, what do you put up, 40 on the Nuggets yeah. or 38, I think. Day. So if he starts scoring the ball as well, I mean, he's already a terrific defender. So, um, And then CJ McCollum hasn't really had a great year yet either. If you look at his shooting efficiency, he's not really shooting the ball that well. Um, but yeah, they're definitely an outstanding dark, dark, uh, dark horse to win. I think, um, still at plus a thousand, I I see you guys have up right there, uh, to win the West. Um, I mean, I think they're probably easily a top, top five, most talented team, top five, most depth in the, in the league. Um, you look at the, you, like you said, Dyson Daniels hasn't really gotten a lot of run yet. Trey Murphy, the third is one of the most efficient spot up shooters in the NBA and he doesn't even start for them. Um, so I, I think I've been extremely impressed with what they've, how quickly they've been able to rebuild on the Anthony Davis trade. Um, they're, they're definitely a, a team to contend with that. Um, I think they're getting a little bit overlooked. I think they're fourth in adjusting that rating as well right now. So, or if they're actually third, but um, yeah, I think they're, I think they're an outstanding team still sitting at, as the six best odds right there to win the West. So I think you're exactly right. They're probably the, one of the most deep teams in the NBA. Talking to Chris Baker, the action network, uh, we got Luca Giannis matchup coming up soon. Two of the, top three favorites, essentially, uh, to win MVP this year. And obviously a lot of conversation around Tatum, Luka, Giannis. But if you were to go down the odds just a little bit, I understand these are all more long shots at this point. We've got a long season ahead of us. What name or uh, maybe a couple that you would look at and say, there might be a chance that they start climbing up that and you can get some better value on them now on the futures market when it comes to NBA MVP than, let's say, a, a month or two from now? Yeah, let me just pull up my MVP sheet real quick. Uh, the odds real quick, but um, I think I, I, I want to check out Donovan Mitchell because, like I said, they're second at adjusting that rating. Yeah. He's Donovan um, Mitchell's twenty five to one to win MVP at down, uh, at BetMGM. Down from sixty six to one yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, yep. Which is when I yeah, get so out. Like, obviously the value the value is very much gone on that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up the MVP odds right now. No, you're good. Uh, we have this problem like literally every yeah. single night. Tatum, it free, it Tatum plus two seventy five, <laughs> Luca plus three hundred, Giannis plus three hundred, Steph Curry plus seven fifty, Joel Embiid plus fourteen hundred. Yeah. Don't touch Embiid. I, I, I mush that. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge Embiid guy ever each season because it just I, there's too much injury concern for yeah. me, and I, I'm a little bit biased as I'm a huge huge Nuggets fan, huge Jokic fan, but um. Yeah, as far as odds, like I don't want to be chalky, but I, I I don't hate Luca. Like you see his usage rate, the way he plays, like 
he's getting a huge usage rate, but the way he plays, he's not like a high, a, a very athletic guy. He's not really prone to like those season ending injuries. I, I don't really, I don't look at him as a guy that's going to get injured and he's going to ruin your bet, but I'm just very high on the Mavericks uh, as kind of getting it going here in the regular season. And I think if they finish top four or five in the West, I mean, he's the second favorite for a reason right there, but um, I don't want to be chalky, but I feel like if they finish top four in the West, like, and he's averaging 32, 33 points a game near triple double efficiency and then on almost 50, 40, 90 efficiency, it's going to be tough to not give it to him. And Tatum, you're kind of seeing it the last few games, like he's been outstanding, but you see like the Celtics, like he doesn't have the narrative as much as Lucas where the Celtics have seven, eight guys that could put up 20 a night. They're going to start eating. I think they're going to start eating into his, uh, his counting stats a little bit as we go on, especially as Robert Williams gets back. Um, so yeah, Luca at plus three hundred still. It's not obviously a lock, but it's a little chalky. But I think that the Mavericks going to start get going here, and I, I don't really see his numbers dipping at all. Whereas with Giannis and Tatum, there's there's objective cases why their usage rates are going to start going down as Rob Williams as Middleton starts coming back in. Um, so yeah, I think Luca would probably be my favorite on the board right now to win. You know, and Chris, you brought up the Mavericks. What are your thoughts on the Timberwolves? You know, I had high expectations for them coming into the season. Right now, they're without Carl Anthony Towns, but when he's been on the floor, it just hasn't really worked well with uh, Rudy Gobert on the floor. Uh, what is your What are your thoughts on them moving forward? You know, do you think maybe they could get hot to make a run, or you know, they're looking at like a forty four, forty five win season? Yeah, I'm, I was never really a huge fan of that trade in the off season. I wasn't sure like what the plan was, and like. It, there's really no, there's not really like a huge objective case for them to get hot. Cause if you look at the strength of the schedule over at dunks and threes, they played the easiest strength of the schedule this year. It's not, it's not like they're playing like contender. It's like, if you go look at the teams they played, they played literally the easiest schedule in the NBA this year. If you look at over at dunks and threes.com. Um, so, and they still rank 24th in adjusting that rating or 25th, I think right now. So it's not even like, you, you know, if you wanted to be an optimistic, like T wolves fan, it's not even like you're playing like, like, elite teams or anything like mm -hmm. they're they're completely like playing bum teams like the pacers off the top of my head like they're not playing great teams and now towns is out i think four to six weeks like may maybe they sneak into the playoffs but i it, the bold case on this team was always they're going to be a great regular season team because defense is more important regular season and like it just it just hasn't come together at all and like I think it's far more likely they finish around 30 to 35 wins and they get going and finish like upper 40s or in the 50s even um mm -hmm. Cause yeah, just looking at the schedule strength right now, just they've literally played the easiest schedule um, so far of a season, based off yeah, based off schedule strength. So I don't really see an objective case like for them to get really hot or anything. Um, just I was just never a fan of that trade, so I wasn't. I'm not a huge fan of the T Wolves. Yeah, some of the executives I talked to uh, at the Phil Knight Invitational said that might go down as one of the worst trades in <laughs> NBA history, just given like not just the people that had to get traded, but all of the picks. So, it, like, pound for pound, what you got for what you paid for, just insane stuff. I'm looking at this Rookie of the Year uh, board right now, and Paolo, after coming back from the injury, like, just hasn't been nearly as dominant or eye-popping from, like, a headline perspective. Still very good, but I think the bell of the ball right now, Chris, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like Benedict Matherin's getting some steam. Like, he's plus 300 to win Rookie of the Year. Do you find value in that? Um, he's also plus 700 for sixth man of the year, which is like sort of crazy for a rookie. Uh, just kind of thoughts on on those two awards and, and him in particular. Yeah, I, I, I think that Mathurin at 300, I'd have to go look at, I don't know if you know off the top of your head what he was pre preseason. But, um, 1,200, I want to say? Yeah, so obviously, like, if you're holding 12 to 1, you're not going to take 3 to 1. But 
at 300, I think it, if you're comparing him to Paolo, it makes a lot of sense because the Pacers play much faster pace. I think they're top five in pace right now. Um, and you got Wendell Carter Jr., Suggs, Okiki, Gary Harris. All these guys have been out for the Magic. These guys are all going to come back, eat into Powell's usage. You have Bull Bull getting hot. Like the Magic are a team. Like I think they're six and twenty right now, but they just have like a they have like six or seven legit young young talent. I didn't even mention Jonathan Isaac might come back. I don't know what his deal is, but they just have like a ton of guys that I could see eating into Powell's use, uh, usage. Like on the injury report, whereas Mathurin, like the Pacers have been like pretty much very healthy and he's already kind of playing out of his mind, showing that he can score with the best of them, calling out LeBron the other day. Like he, he's fearless. And like, I feel like his minutes are his minutes and usage only have a pathway up. Whereas with Powell, I can, I can definitely see him kind of having Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr. Come back into the starting five. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz have also been out. So like, there's just a ton of, there's just a ton of names, like, and especially guys that are offensive minded that I could see, you know, eating into Powell's usage and rookie of the year is definitely a, a points per game kind of counting stats award. So I don't, I think that's not a horrible bet. Mathurin at 300 right now still. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely becoming more and more uh, a popular when it comes to just NBA circles. Chris Baker of the action network. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me guys. Have a great night. You too. See ya. You know, it's funny. I, I was scrolling down the MVP odds, just like going to the bottom, just cause they'll put yeah. odds up for almost anybody. Like I always wonder, if somebody would bet on Russell Westbrook at 500 no to 1, or if somebody would bet on DeAndre Ayton or like Tyler Hero, John Wall, Rudy Gobert, like I know they just make odds for everybody, but I, I would love to get the numbers on how many bets they get on random, like RJ Barrett, 750 to 1. No doubt. Just, Chris Baker knows ball. Like yeah. he knows ball. Yeah. Like deep into the weeds, ball. I yep. was very impressed. Yeah. Except for the Mavericks take. Horrible take. I was, yeah, I was waiting to see Except if you were just going to come take. back. Okay. I mean, we did yeah. that with the Mavericks last year. Yeah, though. we Nobody did. We did. No. Yeah. And there they were. Yeah, same thing true. with the Celtics. He's right. You're yeah. right. And Luke will be in his best shape here in a couple weeks. Like That's you said, right. Nick, you know, like second half of the season. Yeah, Luca's working himself into shape now. Yeah, I, he was in what, great shape over the summer. This is a very pro-Luca show around here. Pro-Croatia, yes. pro-Luca. What else are we pro around here, Trista? Hummus. 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 Asia? Yeah, pro-Asia. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love Asia. I said Asia. Everybody. I said Asia. Like, I love everything like but DC Pro-Asia. traffic. In fact, oh. I even love uh, DC. I've decided. Just, Whoa! I just hate the traffic. I was going to say yeah. today you got here late Here's because the thing. of it. In Chicago, we have these things. You guys Same. probably never heard of this. It's called turn lanes. Like mm-hmm. if you're going left, there's a whole lane for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. So that way. Uber Joe, he doesn't just get to park his car in the middle of the... It's crazy. No, no, it's yeah. crazy. The GD Road, though. The, 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 yeah. the craziest thing that about DC <laughs> is literally you'll get sometimes 10 Uber drivers, Uber Eats drivers, just parked yeah. in the yep. middle the of the, the road. road. Yeah. It's your world, but that doesn't even count. It. Doesn't even count the other deliveries. Yeah, and yet uh, your Ubers are still always cold and soggy. Yet they get to park everywhere. Explain <laughs> it to me. 